Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast, season two. Um, we are affectionately, we're keeping the title, but this season is different from last season. Uh, if you guys are consistent listeners, then you know that last semester, we spent a lot of time answering questions um, from uh, the perspective of someone who is interested in going into college, and they have a lot of questions about the admissions process, and so we, we spent a lot of time answering those questions. I kind of felt like we did a pretty good job doing that, and so uh, we are now transitioning into a different thing, which is introducing you, the audience, to the people that you, as a student of Boise Bible College, will spend the most of your time interacting with, which are the professors. So, um, today, we have a, uh, a repeat of a repeat guest, um, and actually, you, uh, as you're listening to this, you just heard from her in the intro, uh, today's guest is Rebecca Hasegawa. Hello. Hello, Rebecca. Um, glad to have you on again, as always. Um, you are one of the professors that um, you were here when I was a student, but I never took any classes from you. Yeah. And so I think I mentioned this in one of the last ones. My, uh, you know, the the fullness of our friendship has been through my wife. Yeah. Um, so anyway, super glad to have you on again. Um we're going to dive right in. Um, a lot of last semester, as you remember, like I said, was answering questions. Um, this is a little bit different because I'm going to ask you a kind of get-to-know-you question, ask you some of those before, but um, this is just kind of you have the floor to do with, as you will, talk about whatever you want. Um, so having said that, let's get started. Um, pretty basic beginning question, just talk about your your background specifically any schooling or any ministry experience that you want to that you want to talk about yeah um well my schooling started in preschool (laughs) (laughs) um and you know did all that um in terms of like higher education which i i'm assuming is what you're getting at i attended uh, florida christian college which is no longer in existence rest in peace um but it is now johnson university florida oh really yeah, and um, and so Florida Christian College is where I went to. I studied Bible and Humanities um, right. was my program there, and it was really really cool. I, I chose it because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, and it was a ministry school like Boise Bible Colleges, and so I I didn't really feel called to any of the ministry stuff. I just went to the school because it was close to home, and some of my family members went to it, and it was familiar. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so that one seemed like the most universal degree. I was like, let's do the generic one. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but it actually turned out to be awesome. It was a great program and fit exactly my interests and, and who I am as a person. It was a very philosophical, literary, historical degree. Um, and throughout my whole time in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, as probably many of you listeners feel the same way. <laughs> um, still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And uh, so I flipped back and forth between, I want to be a graphic designer, I want to be a philosophy professor, I want to, and eventually I landed on, I want to be a screenwriter for film and television. And um, I really did feel called more toward being a professor and being a teacher, 
particularly in philosophy. Um, but when it came down to, okay, so I need to go to grad school, um, or I guess if you're going to be a professor, you need to go to grad school. But at the time it was like, I want to go to grad school. And my professors were really encouraging me to go to grad school. And I just didn't know where to go and what I wanted to study. So I thought, um, well, uh, screenwriting seems easy. <laughs> so I, th <laughs> I thought I'd choose the easy route. Um, so I got my master's in fine arts um, in creative writing for film and television from Full Sail University in Florida, um, which was a, a, a one-year like intensive uh, online program. So it was really intense, um, but it was really, really good. Um, and so learned all of the ins and outs of screenwriting and, you know, started saving up my funds to move from Florida to California to live in LA to do that whole thing. And, uh, and so I did and, uh, lived there for a year, got an internship, learned some of the business aspects of Hollywood, met some important people, saw some famous people, you know, kind of did all that. And it was, it was all cool. But it was a really, really hard place to live. Mm. Um, really expensive place to live, especially for a poor, poor kid who's living on I'm sure. savings. Is really what I was living on, because I really didn't have any solid, steady income. Um, and anyway, it just kind of felt like um, it was it was taking a toll on my spirit, my soul. Um, I could feel the changes that I, the compromises that I felt like I had to make in order to kind of win. You know, because it's so competitive and doggy dog, mm. and you make friends with other interns, but there's always that um, possibility of they stab you in the back. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's like you're in the Hunger Games. Like you can bit. have an alliance, but we both know that at the end of the day, <laughs> one of us is going to go down. Exactly. It's like because there are only so many jobs yep. and so many openings, and we're all on each other, like cheering for each other. You know, and like, oh, good for you. Glad you got that position that I also interviewed for, and I'm not going <laughs> to go cry now. You know. It's, one of those situations yeah. um sometimes and um anyway so i eventually um was i was towards the end of that year praying like lord why am i out here <laughs> like mm. why why am i doing this at this point i just took a job at starbucks because i just needed money um and was living in someone's living room at this time and it was just kind of a, a crapshoot <laughs> in general <laughs> just the whole thing was just like okay I was trying, I, I, I was uh, taking improv comedy classes and writing scripts and trying to like keep a creative outlet and to you know, make myself, um, uh, to get myself out there, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause you need managers and agents and stuff like that to get those jobs. So I kept trying and trying and trying, meeting with people, trying to make connections, trying to network, which is the worst experience in the world for an introvert. I hate hate networking <laughs> so it was like wearing and grating on my psychology and my soul and my everything it was just like so much work mm -hmm. um and it's work for anybody who goes out there um a lot of people don't make it out there but so i i had to come to jesus prayer like why am i out here this is the worst I, i'd rather go home if if i'm just going to work at starbucks and um you know i really thought that god wanted me to kind of be a missionary in hollywood a little bit like mm -hmm to be a, a marketplace missionary and work in the, in that industry. Um, and eventually he, well, actually the next day after I had that come to Jesus prayer, there was an inbox uh, or an email in my inbox from Boise Bible college, um, from actually not from Boise Bible college it's from an old college professor mm -hmm. who said, um, 
uh, Boise Bible College is looking for an English professor, and I'll put in a good recommendation for you. Your Master's of Fine Arts and Creative Writing would qualify you. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and that's how I got the job. Right. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. And so uh, now I'm on in a, a, a second master's program, a master's of divinity at Fuller Theological Seminary, um, because I want to do, I, I didn't realize uh, how passionate I, I am about theology and God's word until I started teaching English at a Bible college. <laughs> um, when I, I got the job when I was 25 and yeah. it was, you know, you get a lot of preaching gigs in chapel and that kind of stuff and ability to like speak into people's lives. And you're just surrounded by other professors who know things about God's word. And even though I went to Bible college and you realize you really don't know any much, you you learn yeah. things in Bible college for sure. But you, you get around people who are way more educated and you realize, Oh, I still know nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still, there's still more to learn. Of course, always. Yeah. So um, I'm in the process of, of learning more because I'm, I'm just hungry and thirsty for it. So um, that's a little bit about me and my background um, in terms of ministry experience. Um, man, I could tell you stories. My, my ministry experience is not so much in the church vocational world, although I'm, I'm currently doing that kind of stuff right now with my little church that I'm a part of. But I would say the, some of the more authentic relationships have just been in the workplace, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hanging out with people who, who need Jesus and having those, those conversations that are meaningful with them. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so what, what other questions do you have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one question that just came up in my brain. Who's the most famous person you've been within 20 feet of? Uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Rode an elevator with him a few times. Saw him yeah. the hallway a few times. Well, I interned at a talent management company who managed him. Mm hmm and uh, he was doing some important, like, thing where he Actor had come thing. in. Yeah, acting thing where he was, he had come several times in one week to see his manager. Mm -hmm. So I'd seen him like five times in a week and rode an elevator with him and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty what, exciting. What were your What were your thoughts on Mister on Mister Chris Pratt? Nicest guy. Nicest guy. Yeah, because that's so good to hear. You you know you definitely there's a lot of like rude <laughs> celebrities um most of them are just people yeah. you know and yeah. you just treat them like people and they're you know just like anybody else but there are some that think they're hot stuff mm -hmm. um and he was not one of them good he, he always said hi to the interns which was really cool because even those even those who are just people who are just nice people they still didn't acknowledge the interns mm -hmm. but he did he was always like hey man what's up <laughs> <laughs> That must have been hugely validating. It was. It was like, he sees me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, he said hi to me, you know, and I oh, was that's like, so wow, cool. that's pretty cool. So yeah. he was just a nice guy, really down to earth. Hmm. So I was just thinking about that as you were talking, as you said that you were close to some famous people. I'm like, what? What's the back? There's a there's a story to that. Yeah. Um, so you actually, Rebecca, in that one answer, you actually covered a couple of the questions that I was going to cover with you. Oh, okay. So I want to jump down to... Um, to, to specifically talking about your area of focus here, which is specifically the English studies. Yeah. I'm going to lovingly refer to it as. Uh -huh. um, so uh, pretend for a moment that I don't know anything about the English language. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tell me about why that, um, that area of study is important, specifically to the mission of this college. Mm. Well, so 
the heart and soul of what I teach at English is not necessary. I mean, I certainly teach some grammar and that kind of stuff because every English speaker can do better <laughs> with grammar. <laughs> um, but really, the the important thing is how to communicate, um, how to think, how to argue, how to put words together, how to um, how to read actively, how to be a humble like participant in the communication world, um, and so. All of those things are necessary for communicating the gospel. I mean, the Lord himself <laughs> spoke the world into an existence. <laughs> you know, he, he gave us the word. Um, Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus did all of his ministry in communicating and telling stories um, and, and being witty with his wordplay. Mm. Like, you know, just the gospel spreads through words. Um, and it's so important that we're able to communicate and use our words. Um, and even more important that we're able to think, you know, Jesus, he, when he challenged people's thoughts, mm. like when he, especially with the Pharisees and people who are asking him questions, why do you speak in parables? And he's like, I'm going to tell you a parable. Why I speak in parables. <laughs> it's going to make your mind blow. And he's yeah. like, whoa. Um, is so, yeah, he never, I mean, he, he just always provoked thought. And that's, that's really what I, I try to accomplish in my English classes is trying to provoke thought, um, trying to really get students to think, why say it this way? Is there a more clear way you could say it? Is there, is there more rationale in which you could add to what you're saying? Is there more objective evidence mm-hmm. to add to what you're saying? Um, and just continuing to push and push and push to see um, how can we be even more better at communicating even more better. Uh, even more better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, redundancy. Mm. <laughs> so good. Man. So um, anyway, that's that's how I see my role. Even though at Boise Bible College we don't have an English degree, um, so I'm not a department head in any fancy way or anything. I just teach the English classes. But um, in some regards, uh, some of the English classes that I do teach are, are really important um, companions. Mm to the the biblical studies programs and the ministry programs and all that kind of stuff yeah um so ben williams during his during his interview mentioned you specifically mm. in terms of um you know he's obviously the preaching department head but yeah. he mentioned that all of he doesn't teach all of the classes in the preaching ministry degree program mm. he mentioned you specifically as someone who um, spent a lot of a lot of time refining the students mm. that he eventually got um Follow-up question to what you just said, Rebecca. Um, that ideology mm-hmm. um, behind the importance of um, of speech and thought-provoking, thought provocation is <laughs> um, that did that come from from school? Did you come up with that? Where did that come from? Yeah, I guess I came up with that. Yeah. Um, it just from the experience of teaching. You know, the just the. When I first got hired teaching, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what am I teaching? And yeah. I relied a lot on other people's material and that kind of stuff just to get me started. But over time, it becomes yours and you, you develop a philosophy and you start realizing why it's important and why I'm teaching what I'm teaching mm-hmm. and why I get passionate about what I teach. Um, and so, so over time, that's what I've realized yeah. is that um, it has to, you know, we have to uh, just submit ourselves to... The, the process of being verbal creatures. No mm. other creature uses words, you yeah. know? So there's, a, there's, that's, there's something divine in imagery in that. God uses words, we use words. Yeah. So our words matter. 
I've two other. Well, it's it's one question, but it's got two parts. Um, I'm going super duper off script, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite New Testament and Old Testament book? I have a thought. Mm. I have a theory. I want to see if I'm right. Mm. That's the hardest question in the world because <laughs> I love all of the Bible so much. Yeah. Um, so I would say, okay, my favorite gospel mm-hmm. is the gospel of John. Okay. Although the gospel of Mark has just recently won my heart over. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, the gospels are the best part of the New Testament, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go with John as my answer for okay. the New Testament. Um, for the Old Testament, that's so hard. <laughs> the Old Testament is, is like, the Old Testament is awesome. It is. It does not get enough. It, does, it is so <sighs> underrated. Is, yes, people need to pay more attention to the Old Testament. Um, man. Well, I think it's because people do like, January will come around, it's like, I'm going to read through the entire Bible. And they get through <laughs> to like, First Kings, and they're like, what is what is going on? And they don't get to the good stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Well, see, some I actually think some of the good stuff is like, I've, I've grown to love Leviticus. Mm. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's like, I've, I've kind of come, come across it with new eyes and just thinking about God's holiness. Mm. Why give these laws for holiness if he doesn't, if he's not being serious about our yeah. holiness, you know, so it's just like, it just made me think like, why this way? Why yeah. sacrifice in this way? And why do all these things in this way? And um, it just helped me to just fall in love with him in a new way. But to your question about my favorite book in the Old Testament, um, right now it's the book of Jonah. Dang it. <laughs> um, because I just recently did a pretty deep study in the book of Jonah, and mm-hmm. it is so uncanny. Like, it is this, I mean, of course, it's the story of getting eaten by a whale, mm-hmm. but there's so much more hilarity mm-hmm. in it and irony in it and the way god puts jonah in his place at the end and i feel like that book it's only four chapters but it is very relevant oh, yeah. to our culture oh, yeah. right now oh yeah um the message that god gives to jonah at the end is very rebuking um <laughs> and some of us could could use yeah. <laughs> to hear that i certainly needed to hear it um so that's a good one man there's just so much the book of isaiah is just gorgeous mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous uh, if you anyway. had to choose your favorite book that had to be between 149 and 151 chapters, what would it be? What kind of question is that? I, I seriously <laughs> thought you were going to say Psalms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, that was a little bit of a leading question. I, yeah, no, I'm over two on guessing Rebecca's favorite books in the Bible. Um, so you didn't guess John either? I didn't. No, oh. I, I thought you were going to say Romans. Those are my oh, guesses. Really? Psalms and Romans. Those uh-huh. are my guesses. Oh, okay. And specifically because of the wordplay oh, yeah. that happens in those two books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I mean, see, the thing with Psalms is that it's really 150 different books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I mean, you. it's just a collection, an anthology of poems, you know, yeah. so it's really hard to say the Psalms, even though they're really all beautiful. Um, but there's, I'm... I kind of am tickled more about seeing uh, when God shows up in the text, mm-hmm. like when in Jonah, for example, or in John, um, when, when God shows up, he is you, not what you expect. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is awesome. <laughs> it's fun because usually what people think of when they, they think of God showing up in the text, they think of Job. 
yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you know, thunder and wrath oh, and sure. bringing yeah. down the house. Which, by the way, the last couple chapters of Job as a kid were some of my favorite chapters because they're, awesome. they're they're so descriptive. And I thought it was like God was threatening Job with a Leviathan. I don't know if you know <laughs> what that is, but it sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, growing up to your point mm-hmm. and reading through Jonah and to even Leviticus, because yeah. man, reading reading a law book tells you a whole lot about the people who wrote it um a whole lot more than people generally give it credit for so um thank you for going on that whole little thought experiment with me (laughs) i'm sorry i did that no don't be sorry i loved it um all right so we are calling i'm i'm calling this a season two of this podcast and we are calling it um professors admit it which is uh, giving you guys an opportunity to uh, talk about some embarrassing moments <laughs> that either you caused or were caused against you. Mm. So is there just a really awesome uh, prank that, again, whether it's whether it's here at Boise Bible College or whether it's at either your undergrad or your grad program, just an awesome prank that you want to talk about? So I was not the best prankster, but I did get into a, a really long prank war. Um in in Bible college um, with my frenemy Nick Zima, so okay. I doubt he'll Shout ever out hear. Nick Zima. <laughs> if he ever hears this, I doubt he'll ever will. But um, anyway, he he'll laugh at it because it's true. We were friends and enemies at the same time. We just had this rivalry, and um, and I think it was with him. It might not have been. It might have been with a roommate. But for some reason, he sticks in my memory as the person I had this prank war with, where we would consistently do awful things to each other's cars okay parked in the parking lot consistently and so um always trying to come up with putting nasty things underneath their handlebars so that when they open their car door they get like banana squish in their fingers or like sardines in the like the, the grill of their engines um you know we never did anything as horrible as like filling the car with crickets sure you know or anything like that but just minor inconveniences. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's this one moment that okay, was a major on. inconvenience. Okay. So um, I woke up early one morning to go to work. I worked as a lifeguard at this time, and I had to get to work at like 5 in the morning. And yep. um, it's still dark outside, and I wake up, I go to my car, and my car is completely wrapped in cling wrap oh, and no. egged. So I'm glad that they put the eggs on top of the clean wrap. Sure. So they didn't destroy I, my paint yeah. job. <laughs> but I was, and I was already running late uh-huh. for work too. And I was royally ticked off. I was Ooh. like, this is not the morning yeah. to wake up to this prank. And so I had to unwrap my car with all this clean oh wrap. With, it was gross too. I'm just it, imagining you like jogging around with a single <laughs> string of string wrap. Yep. And trying to dodge the egg whites oh, and the egg yolk man. that was like all over it. And... You know, and then I was like, I, I also felt the need to like wash the stuff off my car too, because uh-huh. it did get some on and because it's Florida. I grew up in Florida, so it's like oh, the okay. heat would like yep. cake that. Yep. And anyway, I was late for work and I was really mad. Gracious. <laughs> I was really mad at whoever did that. I think it was Nick, but. How'd you get him back? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> did your brain just block that memory? <laughs> so I just repressed it. Um, the there, next nine hours were a, a, a haze of red. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was that was the worst thing that happened to me. I was on, on it was a pretty bad day. Yeah. Um, but there was this other. Uh, for some reason, we had in the new dorms um, the bathrooms were really oddly constructed. Where new dorms here? No, or? no. This was okay. back in back in Bible college. Just we make had sure. a new dorm room, 
uh, apartments uh, set up, and the the toilet was in its own little room, mm-hmm. but the shower didn't have any door. Ooh. It was weird. Like, why design it this way? So that is weird. It was like, here's the sinks, and then behind the sinks, like, in the mirror, you can see the shower, and there's, a sh- of course, a shower curtain, but that's it. So nothing's separating the, sh- the naked person <laughs> from the roommates. Yeah. <laughs> So there was a lot of great shenanigans that oh, happened gracious. that way. Oh, yeah. Lots of ice being thrown I'm sure. over. And S- surprise ice bucket challenges. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just cups of flour right into the shower. So oh, they get no. covered in wet flour. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, and gracious. lots of just like randomly opening the shower curtain, you know. <laughs> um, just all kinds of shenanigans. Can just, I tell you a really stupid story with oh, of course. powder? Yeah, yeah. So I love dearly. There's a camp called Grove Christian Camp mm-hmm. in Dorena, Oregon. Um, love it dearly. I spent a couple summers out there. And when you spend a couple summers at a uh, Christian camp, you become kind of the target of some camp pranks because <laughs> students that you made fun of your first year then grow up and uh, <laughs> learn some things. And so that we were playing a game and I was playing a character in that game, and my character was a grumpy old man in a wheelchair. <laughs> and my role was to get the students to do some kind of nonsense to get, it was like human clue. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I, I think my thing was like, you have to make like a, a, a basketball hoop from like 20 feet away, but you can only use one hand, something <laughs> stupid like that. Anyway, um, but the students had replaced what was supposed to be powdered sugar, which was supposed to make my hair gray. They replaced it with vanilla jello mix. Um, and so when I, we got done with the game, I went to, you know, take a shower. I was like getting my hair wet and, uh, it activated the powder and I was suddenly washing my hair with vanilla pudding. Um, and that was an, I man, my hair smelled like vomit for like two That's weeks. It was horrible. awful. That's it was really horrible. Awful. I haven't gotten to share any of my prank stories, and so I wanted to sneak that one in <laughs> there because you mentioned wonderful. something. Okay. That's so good. So, um, coming to the end of our time here. Uh, so I've asked you. This is one of our repetitious questions. Um, I'm a big fan of repetitious questions because I feel like I learn a lot about. Um, the professors, especially the ones I've known for a very long time. It's always interesting hearing new things from people (laughs) I've known for years. Anyway, um, so pretend I'm a high school student, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in my, you know, in my senior year about to graduate, considering the pros and cons of, uh, whether or not Boise Bible College is a viable, um, worthwhile next step. What kind of advice, what kind of encouragement would you give? Yeah, I think I've answered this question in previous, but I don't remember my answer. Which is great. <laughs> um, I would say to you, speaking from the heart, this is unscripted. Um, I would say the viable next step is, or, or, or whether or not Boise Bible College is the viable next step, um, really depends on on how how much do you how much do you want to know the Lord? Because um, to me, going to Bible college. And I've been to Bible college, and I've I've spent you know it's been a decade or more since then. Um, I'm looking back on this in hindsight. Is really the beauty of Bible college is not about getting a degree, and it's not about um, finding your career. It's about falling in love with the Lord's Word and who He is. And so, if that is what you desire, go to Bible college, especially Boise Bible College, like because 
um, we're really, uh, we really, really try to help students along in that process of falling in love with the Lord, um, because everything else will fall into place, to be honest. Like, um, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I stumbled my way into adulthood yeah. and into a, a job or whatever, you know, it's just, as the good Lord intended. Right. Like, um, you know, and I feel like it's, it's, it's one of the faults of our, um, of the American culture, at least is like, you know, you have to get a degree and get a good job and, mm. da, 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 da. and you know, it's, if you follow the adventure of where God leads you, like you'll never be disappointed because you're just going along, you're, you're riding the wave, you know, and sure there'll be times where you're restless and you're like, what am I doing with my life? And who am I and whatnot? But you know, just enjoy him enjoy the lord's presence enjoy being in the presence of 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 other other christians and enjoy his word there's so much to enjoy in life book 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 in the old testament i love ecclesiastes because that is the message that Mm. it gives like so people often focus on like oh ecclesiastes is depressing it's about the meaningless of and it is until the (laughs) end (laughs) there's these nuggets throughout it where he's like enjoy life like eat drink be merry for this is what god has given you to enjoy like enjoy enjoy life enjoy the lord like you know it's and that is that's that would be my advice so if you're thinking about boise bible college and you really you're on the fence and you don't know but you know that you really really want to grow closer to the lord you want to know his word you want to fall in love with him more and you don't know anything else that's a good reason Hmm. to, to to go to bible college so um anyway that would be my advice all right so well, I, I, I don't remember the advice that you gave the first time. I'm pretty sure it wasn't that. I'm excited <laughs> to take the end of your first one where I asked that question and put it up against the one you just said yeah. and just hear the differences. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. I will. I will. <laughs> um, well, Rebecca, thank you for joining us yeah, again. Yeah. It's always good having you on. Yeah. Um, dear listener, we have more of these coming up. I... Uh, as you're listening to this, this is the 20th episode of the podcast, Woo-hoo. so we are almost 21 years old, um, because that's how that works, years. I think. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> that's right. We we <laughs> release the episode every 365 days. 362 on a leap year. Anyway, um, so anyway, I, I encourage you to come back next week um, for the for the next interview with your next professor. So I would be good. Re- good grief. I almost got through that whole thing without stumbling over my words. I hope you have a good rest of your week and we will hear from you soon. Goodbye.